Well, hello and welcome back. Hey, it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, it's been a, it's been a few weeks for us. We've been busy revamping our comic strip, and uh, I've moved. Yeah. which is insane. A lot has happened. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. My revelation is I have. Uh, I may have too many books. You and and toys. I think I think you have um, maybe the ratio of good to not so good books might not might be a little out of whack. <laughs> you, might, well, you might be a little bit of a pack rat. I think my I think my to read shelves are, are bigger. Oh, than, they're unrealistic. Are, they are so unrealistic. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach, or whatever the equivalent is for reading. They are bigger than any library. <laughs> your to read stack is bigger than many libraries. That's probably true. It's it's a. Uh... It's a bit crazy. I was reading an article about micro libraries the other day. Yeah, and uh, yours is yeah, yours is definitely bigger than some of those. It's it's a macro library. <laughs> so today we are reading large print, which is Unshell Volume Eight. Uh, it's our first small format book. It is. Uh, we we did we did a little. It stores it stores a bit better in my library. Yes, uh, we did a little research on the size of our on our books at one point and um, realized that the sheer size of the eight and a half by eleven magazine size books was turning some people off. So we switched to a smaller book format, and the key in a sort of wildly sexist bit of focus group uh, is that we asked my wife and our assistant, Yana, how they felt about the books, and they both said the same thing. They said, oh, that would fit in my bag, oh. and that we felt we were onto something. I, I, I remember that not at all. Yeah, anyway, I love the cover. I love all, all right. of our covers. All of our covers are my favorite cover, and this is no exception. Perfect. Yeah. What's that lady's name again? Uh, Matilda. Matilda. Look at you. All right, well, let's dive into where you want to start off. Page six. Okay. Um, oh man, the good old days when libraries didn't have scanners. <laughs> I tell you. I guess this is the this is the cutoff between the good old days and, and the modern day. Well, no, they, they still didn't have scanners for a long time. I, I think the libraries where I work now have this thing that's like a hybrid. Um, it's a hybrid scanner and photocopier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of the most well, it, it's the least user friendly device I've ever seen in my entire life. Like these people can't figure out how to use the internet, and now they have to push like fifteen buttons to get to get scans onto a USB. Drive. I, I agree that we have one of these all-in-one things at home, and I myself, an actual expert in computers, cannot often figure out how to make yeah, it work. It's so. truly, it's truly awful. But but uh, I still know better than most of the people who come in yeah. to the library, even though I don't work there all the time. So yeah. oh, I just miss the good old days sometimes. <laughs> Page uh, eight. Um, skipping ahead like that, huh? Yeah. Uh, where are the books on tape? I like the, the joke construction on this one. I like that it starts off with the guy saying, where are the books on tape? And Dewey says, huh? It ends with Dewey saying, huh, again, and you know what that means. I always like that joke construction. You like that? I like the yuppie lady. Uh, yeah, in the, the next one. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think I found out this lady I was working with uh, was part of something called the Listening Project, um, which just teaches people to sit and listen. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty powerful. Like I talked to her about it. Yeah. Um, it's often people who've been in like terrible situations just need to talk. Yeah. Talk it out. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 like we're always being told to listen at the library, but nobody really means that. You're not just supposed to listen. And I just kind of tried to imagine what it would be like if uh, if we just listened. Um, I like uh, in that in that science fictional just like yeah, universe. Just sit there and go, hmm, that's really nice. I, I like the uh, the lady at the bottom, who uh, like Dewey kind of agrees with her. And uh, as she's saying, the book is smut, and she takes that the wrong way. Like that's that kind of moment where you're trying to placate someone by saying that yes, you can see they have a point. Uh huh. Uh, There's a fine line there, isn't it? Well, it's, it it is, and it's it's kind of a horrific moment when the person is just they're listening for that thing they want to hear too much. Yes. And you, 
you, you don't exactly say it, but then you have to suddenly backpedal from something you didn't actually say, which makes you look more, more like you've said that thing. Yeah. I, I kind of hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Page uh, 11. 11. Page 11. I like the sequence a lot. It, it felt really true that there was, a, there was just a moment in time where suddenly everybody was going to the library because they had lost their jobs. Um, they needed a place to go. Uh, the library, a lot of people were at the library looking for work. Um, people were checking out more books. I think my favorite of this sequence is uh, on 10, where Mel's really happy about the record circulation. Right. But then it comes back that it's it's because of the... the yes, and Dewey problems. says, you're celebrating the recession. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I kind of love, I love the middle one on 10 as well. Um, is that Fred? Yep. Uh, hey, your, your face blindness is, is starting to get is better. It, is, it, is it getting getting better? It's yeah. only because I'm completely addled from my move. Yeah. Um, I, I love that... Uh, I love when Dewey says, amen, brother. <laughs> nothing, nothing I want is like, amen, brother. Nothing I want's on the shelf. Amen, brother. Sing it to me. Sing it to me. I would just love to do that. It's so funny. <laughs> so in the next sequence, we uh, we did a little Twitter What page, thing. You, what page are you on? Uh, 12, 12 and 13. We, we started, uh, it was around this time, I remember actually, I started using Twitter. So this, this times with that. And we definitely created the, I created the Dewey MLS account, you can see on page 13. It's still there. Periodically, a reminder from Twitter. I think I have the large librarian. I think you do. Um, and uh, other people we know, like Jeff Jack from uh, uh, Questionable Content, tweets as his characters on a regular basis. They're having all sorts of characters and stuff. And like, I love that. And I would do it, you know, if I had an infinite amount of time. Like, it would be really fun for me to tweet as our characters. And we, we, we've, had, we've had talks about like maybe doing like a um, advice column. Uh huh. As different, <laughs> as our different characters, that would be really fun. It it, it would be, but I, I mean, oh, make a note, make a note of that. That's good. Is it good? That's good stuff. Well, hey, well here, here here's the invite. If you if you would like that, if you would like to see that advice column, send us a couple of questions. Yeah, if you'd like to ask the librarians of Mallville, and you don't get to choose who answers either. Well, you can you can try, but <laughs> some, someone else may answer. Just like a real library, you might go in you might go in hoping to have some person help you. I want the best person. librarian there to answer this for me. No, yes. sorry, you, you just get us. Yes. Page, uh, uh, page 14 and 15, totally self-serving little thing about homeschooling. But I kind of liked that Merv, Merv sort of has a crush on, on Sanjay's homeschooling and tries to do it himself, tries to self-homeschool himself. The thing that I think is really untrue about this is that Sanjay isn't wearing a weird hat. In your experience, do homeschoolers wear weird hats? Well, so... Because I know a lot of homeschoolers and that's not my experience. Or maybe what I consider a weird hat is not what you consider a weird <laughs> I believe hat. That's, I believe you've been overexposed. I just don't see a lot of hats. So, so my daughter and I will walk past the park where where your son and uh, daughter have the homeschooling like field. Yeah, day they or have something. park park day. And um, <laughs> we walk by, and it's, she it's just a sea of hats. She looks over and she goes, "Are those kids homeschooled?" <laughs> it's nice that she already knows the warning signs. Well, I I think it's I think there's something subtle like when you go to public school that you can pick up. Right, I mean, I, I, to me, it's it's always hats are the danger sign, but it could just be that the kids are there. Um, yeah, I mean, a different, you know, different cults breed different uh, traditions, I guess. I think so. Yeah. I think it's it's the other thing uh, about the homeschool um, is traditionally the the boy with the shortest hair, uh, his hair is longer than the girl with the longest hair. Like the boys all have short, uh, long hair, and the girls all have short hair. And I think uh, I think tails are more of a thing. Tails for boys. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't maybe. Know. Uh. What page are we on? Yeah, 16, 17, thereabouts. 16, 17? Yeah. I, so so what, I, what I was thinking about when I wrote this sequence on 16 and 17 was just that, like, it feels like because we're doing more with less all the time in libraries, there's never time to just sit and think and ponder. Uh -huh. And if you're sitting there at your desk, just trying, just trying to have a moment where you 
Like I, I would get a pen out, a piece of paper, like that is wasting time somehow, mm. right? And it started to drive me crazy. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to have time to think. And that, like that's one of my experiences of just like going on a holiday, is even yeah. just even just with a couple of days of not working. And like we we have our own business, so we work all the time. We work weekends. We just you know it's it's kind of there's never a time when we're not at work. And so when I actually am not at work, which is rare. I have all this perspective, and I start thinking about things, and things become more clear. You have new ideas, right? But like months can go by without that. But but it's like it's like you can be sitting there at the computer, like clicking, finding finding articles about stuff that's supposed to help you. Like if you're trying to come up with a program idea, uh-huh. like like the only thing you end up doing is kind of coming coming across other program ideas people have had. It's it's, it's, it's finding versus thinking; those are two really different things. It's very hard to riff, and I I find that it's very strangely what I miss most about the library. Like the, the creative time for me was the meetings where I was totally bored. Because I was going oh, yeah. to write down, <laughs> I would write down a bazillion ideas. Finally, some free time. Well, no, I mean that really is the thinking time. I think that's yep. why I think that's why libraries are so addicted to meetings. Oh, it's the only time anyone gets any work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, top of page seventeen, just an art thing. I really like this thing where the word bubbles um, are uh, abutting the the edges, and actually you don't show the borders. Mm. And then I forget that I like that. You forget it? I forget that I like it. I really like it. And Chris, who is the guy who's now drawing our comic strip, which is one of the big changes that happened in the last few weeks, um, I've asked him to do this, and he doesn't like it. So we're sort of having this little back and forth, and I don't necessarily want to force it on him, but I really like it. That's really funny. Uh, bottom of page 18 is one of our most popular I strips. love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That one went really big. Yeah. You're exposing my son to dangerous ideas. That's good. Yep. That's good. You turn my son against me. He's a teenager. The odds were never in your favor. <laughs> these, are, these are solid. They are solid. These are these are speaking to me. As we the, really we really we really get it. As the father of a teenager, a sudden teenager. <laughs> um, top of page twenty one. Uh, love the Mel moment of she she she's like making an assertion for like ten seconds and then she has to go back on it. Safety is our new priority. Safety first. But after everybody comes up with all the other priorities, it ends up with safety. Pretty important. Yes. So, so I think you're skipping ahead. You're, you're doing, okay. We're doing two-page spreads right now, which is All not right. the way most people read this book. I'm still on 20. I love the lady trying to get under Tamara's skin. Yeah, like, and totally failing. Tr- trying to trying to accuse her of being a child, and and uh, Dewey still gets the lady to leave. He still kicks her out. Yeah. Right? I think I think that's the right move, even though... What, what's interesting is I'm not sure you can get under Tamara's skin by attacking Tamara, but like all you have to do is be slightly rude to a kid, and Tamara will just like... That's the deal. She'll be like a lion and eat you alive. Absolutely. All right, now we're now we're now we're going. I'm already moved on to. Now we're going to twenty two. Twenty two. All right. Twenty two. Uh, vending machines and libraries. I guess that's a thing. It is a thing. Um, around here, it's only a thing in kind of the larger libraries. Mm. Uh, I just I think it I think it introduces this level of complication. I mean, I think it's good to have like a cafe there. Yeah. But it's weird to have a machine because the machine doesn't work perfectly all the time. And like honestly, what's the difference between a vending machine and a shelf? You have to stick in your library card. No, this is a vending machine for snacks. Oh, for snacks. Okay, it's sorry. Snacks. I actually because they also have the the book vending machines. Also, the, the book vending machines. I yeah. thought that's the sequence we were doing. Oh, these no, are I, I think I think I, I mean I, I don't think those book vending machines have have taken off except for in places where the library wants to have a presence, but there's no library. There. Oh, it's a truly micro library. It's right? kind of like a red box, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've I've seen things yeah. like that. Okay, so this is just snacks. This is just snacks. Yeah. Okay. But but I love I love that Dewey is trying to give the woman a refund. She's mad because it didn't come out. He's, he's offering her whatever. <laughs> so he like, give me toilet paper, toner. Yeah. yeah. I would take toner. If my candy bar didn't come out, that's a good trade. I like Dewey's grandma at the top of 23. She's trying to, she's trying to hit on, uh, uh, oh, uh, John Smith is what we realized his name was. The computer victim? Yeah, the computer victim. I uh, See, I forgot his name. And he's not buying. He's like, on my computer. Yep. 
I must have written that. So top page 24, there's, we actually managed to combine two things at once and it was brilliant. First of all, this was, this was a sequence I wrote because this is something that you do, which is you start pricing and like doing this big evaluation of pricing structures of things you have no intention of buying. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I love that you don't even know this about yourself. You'll just, you'll just go off, we'll walk by some store and you'll be like, you'd be like, oh my gosh, how much does that thing cost? And you'll start, you'll start you're looking at your phone and you'll try to figure out the whole economics of it. It's just this game you enjoy playing. I don't believe head. I do this. Uh, and then while we were doing this thing about Dewey looking at a house that he had no intention of buying, it was at the same time that Paul Southworth, who was drawing Not Invented Here uh, for me, uh, put his house on for sale. And I'm like, I know, we could use pictures of Paul's house. So we did. Yeah. And it was great. Like, I really enjoy, I, I have to say, I would really enjoy drawing a comic strip where all the sets and backgrounds were just photographs. So this isn't Paul's house that we visited, obviously. No, this is his previous house. It did finally sell, by the way. I was, I was trying to figure that out because I didn't remember there being another house that close to yeah, Paul's. No, this is so, so the house we visited is the house that has the wild turkeys behind it. That's, there's yes. like more grass around yes. it. All right. But it's a small house as well. Yeah. Also wild turkey in it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so page 20, oh, let's see, I don't have anything for a little while. What do you got? I've got uh, 26. Okay. Uh, Dewey in the Cafe with a book nobody can stop commenting on. Oh, right. So he then he then puts like a really <laughs> disgusting cover on. He puts on. a cover that says Bath of Blood. And then everybody is still commenting. Yes. And everybody's freaked out. But he just wants to be left alone to read, right? Oh, isn't that all, all that we want? It is. Is this when we come up with the Intellectual Freedom Fighter uh, t-shirt? Um, on 27? No, I don't think so. Maybe. 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 I think it might be. Yeah, it probably is. That's probably our, our, our attempt to do a little product placement of our own. Once in a while when we come up with a good line. The, the, we the, usually come up with a t-shirt first and then kind of reverse engineer it back into the strip. I think it's like half and half. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's very rare when we write a comic strip and like, that would make a good t-shirt. I think that's rare. I don't know. In my hum humble opinion. I don't think so. 28. Make some noise here. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. Well, I'm trying to get rid of this little sound, but I guess okay, I can't do it. There we go. 28. Um... I love the guy who uh, needs help with the resume. Mm -hmm. And he says, sharpen your crayon. <laughs> Ta-dum bump. <laughs> Ta-dum bump. Ba-dum bump. And then there's, is this, is this, this isn't the large print lady from the first, is this her? It's with, her. With no glasses I on? don't know what's going on. Oh no, because she says, read the, read the strip. I forgot my glasses. I forgot my Look glasses. Look at that. Boom. Wow, Boom. Shazam. Reason for leaving previous position, homicidal rage. Nice. <laughs> Went after a I love her so much pen. more that. Yep. Oh, uh, and then uh, and I have to say it's a bit of a trope. It's a bit of a trope that the little old lady as like this super like violent or alternately like a super sexy side, and and we're not afraid to use that trope. I, I admire that about us. We're not afraid to just dive right into cliche. cliches. Yes, let us help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're we're big enough as writers. We are. That's how we, are. We, we we don't we don't shy away from it. Our confidence is such. Uh, also, a middle middle of page twenty nine, mm -hmm. first strip. Uh, Dewey's arms are doing something anatomically impossible. They're they're coming like his his shoulder has moved down his back. I don't know why. Which one? The middle it happens. One? Uh, the, the the middle strip. I'm so confused. Yeah, he's it's, a cartoon character. Though. He's kind of rubbery. Good. I'm glad uh, to hear it. The, this is when the library has gotten because because in the next sequence, which we're going to show, he goes to the hospital and gets his shoulder reset. Nice. This is when they've gotten the resume building software for the library, which is going to solve every problem, as we know. So I assume this is a real thing. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's gotten better. But not great. I mean, how bad can it be? 
Is that a stupid question? So 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 here's 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 the thing. Honestly, I don't understand why you wouldn't just use a word processor, but okay. Well, because people can't format. Because they right? can't format. Yeah. Right. And, and so 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 this. Resume, I, I have a hard time projecting on this one. My 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 problem with resume building software is every resume it builds looks like it was built with resume building yeah. software. So they you know are. what I mean? Yeah. I mean it's like it's like. And I suppose and like there must be like if you open up Word or Pages or something, it, it has a template for resume, and you have the same problem. And and I guess maybe I guess maybe the bar can be that low because like for jobs where people aren't expecting a resume if you have a resume that looks like anything well I'll also say that like um, in a way like you want your resume to look professional but in a way it sort of makes sense if every resume looks the same because they don't care about the format of the resume they're actually trying to glean the information from it and to, to some degree you want a pattern that you can just your eye can go to the things that are different I, I mean like, like, like maybe I'm too harsh I, I think that if the resume says, you well, if the resume says I can't really use a computer very well yeah that's probably okay Fair right enough. I mean like if you're applying for for some low-level job where you don't need to use a computer, it's yeah. it's probably fine. What do you do? I dig ditches. Right, or like I'm I'm working on a loading dock or something. Yeah. Right, like 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 that's okay. There's one guy at the loading sorry, dock. Sorry, sorry, ditch digger guy listening to this podcast. That's and it's fine. Digging ditches is tough work, but but I mean like like I'm always like reacting to that like as a design problem, right? Mm. Like, like we, we put more time into our resumes. Oh yeah. Just because. Oh yeah. It's got to look better, right? Well, and I sell myself as essentially as a designer, right? As a, as a person who thinks about how things look. I think mine still mine is very serviceable. But it doesn't have like a lot Well, you of sell yourself a serviceable. Right. That's it. <laughs> I, I provide a service. That service? Me. Top of page 30. Uh, I, li I like this little this little uh, cruelty by, by Merv and Sanjay, just to make Dewey feel old. They oh. just went in that to make him feel old. Nice. Uh, bottom of 30, I like that. I'm hoping you're the best librarian here. I'm the only librarian here. <laughs> That's kind of all of it, isn't it? I believe, I, I believe I've said that before. Yep. <laughs> People look at me like, that's not. it's not quite a smart-ass response. Um, I really like the middle strip on 31, I guess you do too, uh, where the woman comes in saying this book is unclean, it's filthy, and she, <laughs> it's just actually dirty. There's just actual dirt on it. This, I, so so I, love, I love calling things unclean. And the first time anybody ever used this in conversation... Unclean! A friend of mine, you have to use that voice too. A friend of mine was telling, uh, telling I won't tell the whole story, but her, her, her friend slept with a guy named Javier. Okay. And, and the word unclean was used as a like, <laughs> mark. That's all I will say. That, that describes every Javier I've ever slept with. And I know, I know that... Uh, She's not. She's not listening to this podcast. Okay. I was like, when she said Javier, I mean, do you mean Xavier? <laughs> and she looked at me just blankly. Professor Javier <laughs> of the Hatman. <laughs> oh my God, that was good. Thank you. Do it again. I can't. Come on, Professor Javier of the Hatman. <laughs> Gotta be a little uh, joke. We should just on. edit out the rest of the podcast and just that's repeat it. that. Put that's it on it. repeat. That's it. Uh, bottom of page. Oh, thirty-three. Top of thirty-three. I like. 33. I like judge a book by its cover. We all yeah. do. We all do. Absolutely. Although I bought a book with a fabulous cover the other day, at, at the at the suggestion of a man whose opinion on such books I greatly respect at yeah. the bookstore I normally go to. Uh -huh. oh. At least you got a good cover out of it. I got. It's got a great cover. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna be able to sell that at another use. <laughs> I'm already ready to just walk up to some random person in the bookstore and be like, "Look at this thing. Doesn't this look good?" Oh, he was like, "It's by." I was looking for. Uh, well, I can't tell you what. I don't want to tell you what genre of book it is. That's how. That's how weird I am. But it, okay. it was a local author. His first book. Because you might be able. You may not be able to sell it back. Well, I, I may meet the author someday. <laughs> Fair enough. Be too specific. Um, bottom of page thirty-three. Subtle artistic change. But I started doing uh, shading. Ooh. So this is where and and a little hey, bit. Hey, Bill, here, that, that box looks very three D. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so this is just a, a little art, art pro tip here, but in Photoshop, I just have a layer 
with a low opacity, about 20% or so. And I just draw on black over stuff, and it just it just sort of puts a, makes everything a little bit darker, which is, that, is something that uh, Jorge Chum from PhD taught me. Was that was that English what you just said? Yes. Okay. Technical English, as they say. Uh, uh, Thirty-four. This is why I was uh, sent to jury duty. Did you want to admire my drawing of the Malville Courthouse and drive-through pet shampoo? Nice. So I went to jury duty, and uh, I also went to jury duty. Yeah. I'm wondering if you wrote this or if I wrote this. I did. Okay. I did. Uh, All right. I think. Yes. I'm okay. Re relatively sure. All right. Uh, for a guy who broke into a car, uh, you can tell it now because the jury's over. Stole some, no. Yeah. Exactly. He stole some computers. Uh, they're not sure how he got into the car, um, but he defended himself, and he was completely crazy. <laughs> it was <laughs> so it was entertaining. It was really fun to watch. Yeah. 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 And the most fun was the jury selection part, where this guy stood up and said they asked why he should be uh, excused, and he said, "I don't believe in the criminal justice system of the United States," and blah 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 blah. And the judge was like, "Sit down," and the guy ended up on the jury. Nice. Yeah. Actually, I want someone like that on the jury. Did? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, we still we all convicted the guy in record time. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, no crazy, time. crazy. Okay. Uh, 35, I got nothing. Okay. 36. Yes. I love the lady who wants a lumbar cushion. She just, you know. What can you offer me? First of all, nice drawing of a chair. Great, great stool. A wooden stool. chair with a missing leg or a stained stool of questionable origin. Nice. I would take the chair. Yeah, chair, yeah, definitely. Chair, chair. And then, uh, 36 in the middle, Randy. Uh, the second panel. I've been your books. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't know what it means. Maybe Randy would ban my books. Maybe out of my house. Uh, and, and middle of page 37, you will never get tired of making the joke that no one wants to sit in the seat that the naked guy sat in. But I'm looking at the strip and I'm realizing that if you, if you aren't familiar with our strip, that second panel makes no sense. Well, I think, I think that he's not wearing a shirt is enough for me. Okay, really? I, I don't want, I Even don't if want, he's wearing pants? I don't want Ned's back oil. All I right. Back my shirt. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for inserting the word back oil into sure. this podcast. Page 38? Yes. Yes. Uh, so the guy's looking for a job and Mel recommends the agency where he works where he works uh, yeah the agency should help him that's where he works more 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 yes little iron yes inspired by a woman I used to work with who used to work for an agency like that who uh -huh. was looking for work and I thought that was fantastic uh, top of page 39 I don't know why I shattered her face there it doesn't work at all I, I think <laughs> I think there was a time I was trying to have like a consistent point of light and I'm like okay well she'd be shadowed there and then I eventually gave up and so almost every strip has multiple like sources of light Mm. Whatever's convenient to drawing the character. Okay. Generally, I shade the back of their head, no matter where they are. So just so you know, it's it's not real. It's just a comic strip. I don't understand. I thought it was so real. It's realistic. You didn't model these things in 3D? It's truer than life. And then create light sources? It's truer than life. All right. Next page. 40. 40. Uh, Colleen, the middle strip, Colleen wants the woman to, to get information that's like good and high quality. And uh, Dewey says, let's th let the market decide. Let the market just, decide. The woman is just happy. Yeah. I, just, I like that. That's nice. A little insane. And then there's Big's Dark Lighter on the bottom of 40. Nice. He's uh, the old... I, I appreciate the artistic uh, reference you gave me, because I certainly don't know what Big's Dark Lighter looks like. The old Poe Dameron? Is that, is that the guy's name? I guess so. Yeah. I just read a, I just read a, a Marvel comic, Star Wars, that, that, that where we meet Poe Dameron's parents. Oh, what? Yeah. They're doing all this fill-in, right? They're doing, here's what happens between episode two and episode three and episode three and episode four and all that stuff. Wow. What are, what are Poe Dameron's parents up to? Uh, they're pilots. <laughs> they're really good pilots. They're both really attractive and excellent pilots. So they really, the, 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 the author really reached for that one. I realize, I realize they make... It's like Greg Rucka wrote that. Not what? even Not even exaggerating. 
What do you mean it's like Greg Rucka wrote? Greg Rucka wrote that. Oh, he did? Yeah. Wow. Then I'll read it. Yeah. Greg Rucka's Yeah, he's awesome. the one who had the brilliant concept that the really attractive pilot would have really attractive pilots for parents. Well, so that's thanks, fine. professional author Greg. No, Rucka. man, Greg Greg Rucka. If if you haven't read a Greg Rucka graphic novel, I mean, Greg Rucka, his comics it's are outstanding. It's not as good as the other ones. Well, but 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 his comics they pay off on the page level. Like Greg Rucka writes a. I know. Like, we talked about this. He writes a page like nobody else. I, I just I love okay. Rucka's pages. It's called it's called Shattered Empire. Oh. It takes it starts at the end of Return of the Jedi, literally at the party at the end of Return of the Jedi. Huh. And Poe Dameron's parents get busy. Uh, they do. Really. They in, do. in the trees with the with the Ewoks or where? Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Uh, bottom page 41. Uh, oh, librarianship, it's not just a job, it's the one place they'd never think to look for me. Who cannot relate to that? <laughs> I forgot that. All right. Uh, 42, we have the lady going to use the meeting room for the birthday party. Yes. Uh, and the meeting room policies often say right. that, that everything's got to be open to the public. Yeah. So, so I, has I, this happened? Well, yes, it has. I, I've gotten a little revenge on people who <laughs> mistreated me by, by really by really going out and making sure... There goes your next job you were going to get. Everyone in the library knew that it was open to the public. <laughs> That's it. There's cake in there. Hey, did you know? It's open to the public. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, homeless guy with giant Coke bottle glasses and a big duster and uh, smelly wood smoke. Go in there. I still love so much um, the middle strip on page 43, uh, yeah. which was a strip we... I can't remember where this came from. We ended up we ended up putting it in that um, several comic cons in a row. Uh, Jorge Cham uh, ended up organizing a sort of Sunday newspaper uh, comic insert featuring a bunch of web comics, which we would give away at our booths. And this was this was our contribution to one of them, which I did in color. That's right. Um, and I can't remember if I made it for that or if we just ran it in the strip and then we decided that was a good one. But I love it. It comes out of nowhere. We don't know what's going on. Like it's rare for us to just sort of have this little moment in time. And Dewey has no chest hair. It's very strange. He is not unlike me in that respect. 44. Yes. Oh, uh, I had some lady one time as a reference question. She wanted to know if I had an American Express card so I could buy some uh, concert tickets for her. But this one is actually based on, this was, is actually a story about your mom. Was it? Yeah, your mom wanted you to, wanted to use your credit card to buy tickets for your niece's thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so we turned it into a patron. I also had a patron. Okay, I believe it. You, you, you did a nice job combining those stories. And then this slightly, this lady ends up returning as, I think, slightly crazy lady. Um, in, a, in a several in, in several uh, color strips where we get to see the true extent of her makeup and hair. I think what's a little scary is I remember the lady who wore that hat, and like like I don't know if I told you to draw that hat. Or no, you just came up with that no. hat. Okay, because I ignore everything you say to draw. So I just, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny that. All right. She, she clearly wasn't this lady. Forty six. Yes. Uh, first panel. You must. Have, that must have been a giant <laughs> give to me. It was. I can't believe I did that Friday during story time. Worse, I swore. You know what I got from my friend Beth in Iowa. The, the woman I started corresponding uh -huh, with, uh -huh. uh, the, who we met for dinner when we were in Iowa yeah, yeah. speaking, uh, her daughter Megan uh, makes little crafty things and has an Etsy store. And uh, Beth sent me a vial of unicorn flatus, a labeled vial, like it's an old time apothecary vial. It's nice. beautiful. It's got a picture of a farting unicorn on it. That it's got a picture Megan of it, as drawn. they do in apothecary. And so, so, so Beth sent me this note, like there's there's a surprise coming for you. And, <laughs> and she sent she sent uh, she sent my daughter one uh, that says girl power. It's, it's a little labeled vial as well. And then uh, there's a third one uh, for either of us or for my wife. But she, she told me to send it, give it to my wife, Silver. And uh, my daughter just grabbed it right out of the box as well. And it's called Night. And it's got like a dose of night to add darkness to the room, which is, you know, for a 13-year-old yes, girl. Perfect. Girl power and darkness. That's yeah. what she wants. That, yeah. That's where we are right now, the proto-goth. So. I really like on the top of page 46 that um, that she swore. But like her swore was a, 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 a tomorrow swear. She said Degnabbit. 
And in fact, later on, someone says, he sounds like Elmer Fudd. And she's apologizing to everybody and nobody cares. Well, I love, I love at the bottom of 46 where she says, I, I will never do that again. I swear. Oh, wait. No. No, I don't swear. I, love... I affirm. That's a great, that's a great reversal. Oh. All right. I'm actually pretty happy with the bottom page 46 when we, we pull out and Dewey and, and uh, Betty are in the foreground. And so I just slightly faded everybody in the background. And that, it works. Like, it, it totally reads as foreground background. And then the word micturate. Which, which I learned. That's from, all. That's all we need. Which I learned from watching the Big Lebowski. I know. What what comic strip don't we use the word Victor? I know. Forty seven. I I I just like there was a generalist and uh, he then he starts he pulls in a little Peter Pan reference there. If you believe in me, clap your hands. He's <laughs> <laughs> just utterly confused. Yes, this is my life. All right. Um, I want to say that around around now in this um, sequence, uh, in this book. So this book. Uh, actually coincides with the beginning of several things. Um, one is the beginning of using uh, computer fonts instead of hand-drawn fonts. Oh. In fact, it, it coincided almost perfectly. Like a week into this book, I started using computer fonts. And that's because I'd hurt my hand, and, and hand lettering was taking a lot of time and hurt my hand. So I just went back and re-lettered them so it'd be consistent. But the other thing that happens around now in this book is that we start going from six strips a week, because we were doing Monday through Saturday and then the book club on Sunday. Mm. Uh, we started going to four daily strips plus the book club and running repeats on the weekends, which was totally just me being lazy. Um, but I think one of the things we've realized in the last few weeks of, or in the last few months of going over our strips is that back when we ran at first seven strips uh, a week and there, and there was no like distinction, we would often, we would often run a strip as long as it needed to go, a sequence that would go, yeah, yeah. it would go Monday through Sunday and then four days of the next week. Uh, we just had lots of time to kind of spill things out. And then somehow, like, having the book club on Sunday wasn't so bad, so we still did it. But as soon as we got to four strips a week, we just started writing to four strips a week. We almost never, with, with very few exceptions, almost never had a sequence right, that went. never spilled over. And um, it kind of just truncated all these things. And it, and it became a gag strip when we didn't really mean for it to become a gag strip. Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think that worked for a long time, right? But, but I, I think looking at what we wanted to change again, like, that's clearly... I think we wrote lots again. of great gags. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I certainly think there's some balance between the two. Anyway, so when, as we've... Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about ad nauseum in our, in our blog and stuff is that we're, we're switching back more to a longer term thing. But you can actually start seeing the change in this book. Yeah. So 49? So 49. I love 49. <laughs> I love 49 so much. Like 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 uh, the little people trying to do the librarian's work. It just doesn't work. Oh, that's just, cute. Just not up to snuff. Sorry. I, uh, I think we should stop there. Um, I have a comment. No, let's go halfway. Okay. Okay. So 51... Um, 51. The lady, middle of 51. So the library's closing. It's just a whole sequence of the library closing. And the lady's just standing there literally watching Dewey lock the door, asking, when do you close? When do you close? Answer me. Why is this door locked? Well, I think I think when you're outside locking the door, I think you're already off duty. Well, you're off duty, and you're also doing something really obvious, which is locking the door. You think so? So that's, that's just what you, I think. You know the reason why you think that? Because you've never worked in a library, Bill. <laughs> that's why you think that. Um, and bottom 51, this was, this was one of the funniest things you've ever written, which was your definition of... of um, Holiday blend. Ugh. A festive mix of dried eggnog, mistletoe, holly, pine needles, yule log, tinsel, and wrapping paper, which to me is completely accurate. Yes. Yep. How, how I hate flavored coffee. <laughs> uh, the top of page 52, we meet a new, we, we slowly, I mean, this is part of our mythology, but we have all these different cities. There's Malville, there's Empire County, there's Outlet City, but it turns out there's also Competitive, competitive City. Competitive City. Yes. I forgot about Competitive City. I, I'm not sure we've used it again, but now, just as a reminder for you. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's like what, what did, did 
Did Nancy start the big read, or did somebody else start the big read? I think they came from somewhere else. Came from somewhere else, but like, I don't even know what it is. I, I don't. I mean, like, I would just do the bigger read in a heartbeat, or the well, biggest. What is read. The, It's not. It's not. If everybody reads the same book, it's something else. It, it's something slightly different, but I think okay. I think it's related to that. Yeah. Apparently, gonna, we were we weren't exactly making fun of it so much as we were just sort of going with it. Well, I, we were recognizing that it exists. Why do they call it the biggest read? I mean, come on, let's let's go for it, man. Um, so fifty four and fifty five is one of my favorite sequences, which is just the perfect week where everything actually goes well. Everybody has a great time. And uh, it's just kind of nice. Like, it's all these nice moments. Everything works out. The patrons are respectful, and when they do something wrong, they admit it. We gave it one week out of, you know, 14 years of Unshopped. <laughs> and, and in 14 more years, we'll do it again. There had to be one week. Just, just sort of respect the statistical anomaly. Maybe I'll do that again. What is the name? Oh, there it is. Entangle Mix 3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my introduction to reading that with my daughter. Like, uh, Would you like to read the most dangerous book in America? Uh -huh. And she was like... Yeah, and I was like, "Look, it's about gay penguins," and she just was like, oh. "In our in our in our uh, the talk that we do called um, How to Ban a Book, mm -hmm. uh, we 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 provide the true names of of a bunch of books, and the true name of Entangle Makes Three is is the, the joy the, of gay penguin sex, <laughs> <laughs> which is a very marketable title. Well, yeah, it makes you wonder why they didn't use it. Well, yeah, a little too direct, maybe. Yep." Um, page uh, 58 and 59. I just like Dewey walking around in his underwear. That's great. 58 is actually in color. I don't know why it's in color, but it is. Sadly, the book itself is not in color, but we'll, 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 ch we'll change that in a few books from now. So, his, so his, uh, he's walking around in his underwear, his heart underwear. Uh -huh, his heart underwear. In the library. Uh -huh. Nice. That's oh, this, hot. Oh, this is, this is when uh, the air conditioning So, so my That's friend right. Keith, who you know, um, when we worked at Microsoft together, uh, his room, like, you couldn't control the heat, right? Because all central. And, and for some reason, his room was particularly hot. And so he would he would frequently, like, take his pants off and just work in his boxers in his office. And he had, like, a little sign on the door. It's like, don't walk in the door if you don't want to see me without pants. And, like, I, have was, to, and I have to say, Keith is a good-looking guy. And he's a good-looking guy. So, so he's in shape. Maybe people, he's, got, he's, he's, he's got dreamy eyes. Maybe maybe people, he, he has the dreamiest. He does. Yeah, my special my special love nickname for him is Pretty Eyes. Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I think I think if you wanted to see Keith's legs, he gave you ample warning. If you didn't want to, he gave you ample warning. He has that rowing machine in his house where we've stayed a couple of times. But enough about Keith. No, let's, let's talk about Keith some more. <laughs> I think that's it. So we got, we got to page 60, so we'll start at 60 next time. All right. Thank you for joining us. Yep, have a good day. I'm just sitting here typing my password into my computer so I can stop the recording now.